Just wanted to let you know, this is one of our earlier episodes. Sound quality may not be very good, and we're still finding our feet. So stick with us. It gets better. I promise. Brother Time does not offer offer medical, financial, or any kind of any other kind of professional advice or opinion. This is just us talking about things we want to talk about. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, shorts are like fingerless gloves for your legs. Um, that's a that's a catchphrase submitted by me. I am I am Josh, eight of ten. And Isaac, we're getting a lot of background noise from you. Oh, no. Maybe I, mute when you're not trying to talk. I, I don't know. I can, uh, Push the talk, I, maybe. I can't do any of those things because I'm driving. Okay, I may be I may be able to do something about it. I'm not sure. But, um, anyway, so I'm Josh. I'm an IT manager. I have two beautiful cats who I love. And... Um, I'm eight of ten. I know I said that already. And next from the top, I am Isaac. I am uh, number five of ten. I like building stuff a lot. I love it. And that's all I got. All right. I'm Adam Brown. I'm ten of ten. I like watching people build stuff. <laughs> 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 I, I, I manage. Um, I assist, I'm a project assistant manager, or assistant project manager to a development company that builds stuff, so. Yeah. All right, on, on to Isaac, what's your, uh, what do you have for us? Okay, well there's, um, there's a saying that, a, a quote that I really like uh, by Jordan Peterson, and it goes, um, harmless people uh, can't be good people, or something along those lines. I really like this saying because I think a lot of culture tells us we should be harmless, right? Yeah. Like, we're supposed to be harmless. When, yeah. But... Harmless man can't be virtuous. Is that it? Well, yeah, how do you do anything good if you, like, if someone attacks a helpless person, what are you going to do if you're harmless? You're not going to do anything to protect that person. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's like, what agency do you have if you're harmless when basically the world is just running you over? Right. And you don't That's really true. have much of a choice. Yeah, it's like everyone's, it's your capability to change a situation, right? And it usually involves some kind of violence, right? To change. Times, yeah, at times it's, and how he puts it is you should be a monster, but controlling yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you could say like righteous indignation is is probably an example of what he meant. I don't know what he meant, but I mean, what I think he meant. Uh, just, yeah, he that's not the, right. The Bible, uh, one of the quotes that kind of goes against that ideal is 
the meek shall inherit the earth. And he was saying that if you look further back towards how words change over time, it basically meant what he, what he, the quote that he had was that the meek used to mean, and it's translation and it's, you know, over time eroding the, the meaning of things. It used to mean uh, people who knew how to use a sword, but kept it sheathed as long as possible. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. Um, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Right. That's really what Jordan Peterson was saying. Like he that could is, have just said that. That might actually be the actual quote that I couldn't remember. Uh, so thank you. No, I googled it. I know you're driving. I googled it. It's weak men can't be virtuous. Which I don't know. My Jordan Peterson always comes across to me as more of like a he says things very provocatively. And he's so good at that. He's so good at being provocative. But if you pin down what he's actually saying, it's not anything that people just haven't been saying forever, right? Like, it's just... He's good at saying things provocatively. Yeah. yeah. Um, at least that's that's what I think. Anyway. I think he's very confrontational when he has debates with people. and But he's also well thought out and a lot of his positions. Like, he's, he's spent a lot of time thinking through his philosophical positioning. And I think I, I misunderstood... Sometimes I under, misunderstand confrontational as in, like, heated and, like, not direct. They get, like, defensive. But he's really clear in how he says his arguments. Like, there's, yeah. no, there's no second-guessing what he's meaning either um it's just people who try to discuss things with them sometimes lose their cool yeah i I, i've seen some some discussions with jordan peterson and others that he's obviously on the right but then others where he's kind i feel like he's trying to defend some things he believes that aren't necessarily like he can't really uh, I, I'm not even sure I want to go out and say it. I don't. I don't always agree with Jordan Peterson. Like, I think he's. I feel like he's a contrarian most of the time. Yeah. And the times I agree with him, it's when he's saying something that's just obvious. Yeah. But. Um. Anyway. Uh. We, we want to move this along, Adam. Yeah, um, let me look at my notes, sorry. That was a really good topic. Actually, uh, something that's not on my notes, but I wanted to uh, talk about this uh, idea for a story that I think would be pretty funny. Um, and let me pull it up. So it, it goes up, it's uh, about a man who his idea is that God is so real and he's very God-fearing man that he plots to destroy the world to prove that God won't let that happen. Um, and the first the first part of the series would be him challenging God. It's the first book we called to challenge God. And he ends with him successfully starting a war. Um, 
like world war through politics and lies and other sort of stuff uh second book is called in sight he would regret starting the war as everyone he loves dies especially the people who are innocent believers and uh the third book would be more of a sci-fi um post-apocalyptic book where um where basically the world is in ruins and then a god comes down and chooses a new Adam and Eve, per se, to, to begin again. Um, I just kind of want your thoughts on that, what you guys think about something like that as a story. That's kind of I love fun. it. I love it. Are, are you writing this? No, it's it's a thought I had driving. It's like, I was just trying to think of just think while I drive, and I thought of like one way to prove that there's a god is kind of challenge him and and defending his world. And um, huh, yeah, but, interesting. Something something has to has to give him some sort of level of conviction to kill people. Yeah, to feel like he he kind of like takes it upon himself to do something about it. Yeah, and then the people who, like, actual heroes trying to stop them along the way would be interesting to... Because you're you're writing it... You're writing a book about a bad guy. Yeah, who thinks he's good? He's the villain. I mean, all most bad guys who are bad guys, I think they're the good guy in the story. Yeah, they they have some greater good that they're trying to fulfill. So that's I I don't know how I don't know how believable it is though that someone would go to lengths to I don't know maybe maybe there's a way to make it believable though. Yeah, it it would need to be so it need to be like someone who's the child or several generations under like Jeff Bezos, right? So start your book with Jeff Bezos just like okay. in his in his lair, right? And he's yeah. raising his kids and then one of his children is like hardcore believer in uh, whatever ah. you know, they believe in because yeah. you need the means, right? First of all, you need the means to do like destroy the world and yeah. so you need the money, right? Um so yeah. I would start theirs. Start with Jeff Bezos. Learn more about him. Like read up on Jeff Bezos. It, like, he looks like an an, an evil guy. <laughs> yeah, he does. And actually, I, an alternate ending I had is Elon Musk comes back from Mars, ready to like take over <laughs> all the resources of the Earth and like make it his. So it could be one of Elon Musk's kids. Far down, he planted that thought to start a war. So that he could come back and take all the resources, because <laughs> he's gonna live forever. He's, he's Elon hmm. Musk will never die. That was a hmm. that was more of a sci-fi ending, I guess. Like a yeah. Huh. Yeah. Thanks okay, for the cool. feedback. Those are really cool. Good yeah, call. yeah. Let let I us know how that book's going. That's cool. I like You've that. You've got to have a, a mystery beat that unfolds over time too yeah so maybe 
instead of following this person directly and I, I don't know. It's Maybe it's a society people. of people. Like it's not it's like a cult. Or you're you're following an investigator who's looking into the cult. But like every step of the way they're too late to do anything about it. Yeah. Right? They know they know they're up to something bad, but how bad is it? No, it couldn't be that bad. No, it's worse than that. You know what I mean? Like it escalates as you're going. Yeah. So unfolding because a huge, a big pillar of um, stories and enjoyment of them is the discovering. Like you're you're chasing something as a reader, and you're discovering, um, and you come up with assumptions on your own. The book doesn't necessarily give you those assumptions, but you start to figure something out, and then when you're surprised and you discover something else. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't forget the discovery aspect of it. So yeah, don't choosing, don't put it all on the table. Yeah, choosing a perspective. I mean you can you can have like a, a cool plot line, but the the unfolding of it is really the difficult I think it's one of the hardest parts of writing is because I'm I'm not a good writer because I just want to tell everybody everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I get that. Here are all the facts. Yeah, pick, pick for each chapter, pick three things to explain in that chapter and then a story to go along with it, right? Like, yeah. don't just make, like, one chapter that's everything, all the backstory, everything. It's going to be boring. Yeah, and so if you're going to like, backstory, that's, that's something cool that you can get just little bits of. Even if it's a really cool backstory, it's even better if you're, like, He's having a conversation with someone and telling them about something that happened, you know, when his his grandfather, Jeff Bezos, uh, took a brand to him and was like, where's God now? Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, I've I've got a thing. Are we are we done with that one? Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I just have a quick question, just more of a tip that I'd like from you guys. So I put I put margarine spread and mashed potatoes in the same type of container in my fridge, um, and I've run into kind of a dilemma um, recently here where I confuse the two quite often. Like I'll want mashed potatoes, and I'll grab out the container with margarine spread or vice versa. What's a good way? For me to tell them apart. Um, That's my question. Tasting probably would would be a good indicator. Well, no, no, no. I, I want to know before I open the container that this yeah. is in fact what I'm going for. Yeah, intuitively, I want to say wait, but if you don't have a lot of mashed potatoes in there, I mean, if you don't have a lot of margarine, because margarine's heavier. Ah, by weight. So I could weigh them. Okay. No, I mean, hand weight. Like, the density of margarine is obviously higher, right? And if you shake margarine, it's probably going to stay it, in it. It's going to, well, I was going to say that the center of gravity is very apparent when you when you shake the margarine. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's definitely all the weight is on the bottom versus mashed potatoes of this weight. It would be spread out. So a little shake, I think, is the way to go. I, okay, I do think, I think do mom that, yeah. may have used to put like tomato paste 
and ketchup bottles to store. <laughs> I might, this might be me what? remembering it wrong, but I think Aaron may have grabbed a container once. He's not here to verify this. That he thought was ketchup, but it was tomato paste. And he like poured it all over his fries. <laughs> and then he just had to throw it Did out. Did he like it? No. Oh, he didn't like, like it. Okay. No, no. There's not enough sugar in tomato paste. Okay, because I know Aaron loves his ketchup. Yeah. So I was curious to know if that's when his love affair with ketchup began, and he's been chasing <laughs> it ever since. When he realized how bad tomato paste was, he'd be like, No, I mean, he loved it, and from then on, he was just chasing that. Oh, know, yeah. Like trying to get that. Because he didn't know, but anyway. No, he knew. He knew. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, besides the obvious of marking with like a sharpie, or I don't yeah. know, that's okay. like obvious. I, I guess the weight, the weight answer is probably the best one. Is just yeah, well, yeah, it's been bugging gotta, me. I've been running gotta, into that a lot. So I got a question about it. Yeah. Um, your your technique. You don't ever put margin margarine in a container you always buy the margarine right right well what happened was i dropped the container of margarine and it cracked okay and so i had to scoop that into a tupperware oh and i i also put mashed potatoes in a tupperware and i didn't realize it's exactly the same tupperware same size same everything oh and i kept i kept mixing them up when i go and i wanted to you know put some margarine on my toast it's this vegetable oil spread is what i'm talking about yeah and i'd get out the mashed potatoes and i'd be like dang it i'd put those back and get the other one and then i'd want mashed potatoes for dinner same thing like i just kept mixing them up so well i i misunderstood i thought you were putting mashed potatoes in the used margin margarine that's what i understood too but now that they're in a you can see, you can see the thing in there. It's a clear Tupperware. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I didn't explain that well. So then you got to put potato skins in your mashed potatoes. Ah. Well. I, I like mashed potatoes with mashed potato skin. I don't know why. We we have this particular recipe, and I I made it over Thanksgiving, where it's like super creamy mashed potatoes, okay. and they're just like. Perfectly, like, yeah, they're so good. They're so creamy, so yummy. I love them. But they look just like margarine. So <laughs> that's the that's the drawback is that margarine appearance. Yeah, I'm like it. I guess it's a yeah. How'd you like those, by the way, Adam? Oh, those were yours at the yeah. uh, mom's. I, yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed them. Yeah. Oh, good. They, they good. I enjoy them. Definitely a repeat recipe for us. But anyway, um, Isaac, you got a thing for us? Yeah, I um, I've got. Well, I haven't thought this out much, so you'll you'll have to forgive me. But I, um, I need a helper with work, and so I'm I've been dealing with like taking on more work than I can do, and. Um, workers not showing up, people that I've been trying. Um, and I don't have any, I think 
I think I've discovered part of my problem is I'll take anybody. And that um, that is turning out to be a bad strategy because I don't think it attracts the right type of people when you put that out into the world. When you're like, yeah. anybody, please, anybody, please come help me. The people who are skilled are like, well, he's not looking for me. He's... <laughs> mm. If he puts yeah. it that way. Um, and I, I think the strategy of, I, I think I'm going to shift my strategy in the future, especially if this next helper doesn't work, to say I'm not looking for just anybody. I'm looking for someone who cares a lot about quality, who likes showing up on time, or will show up when they say they're going to show up and not leave me. I mean, that's, that seems like a low bar, too. I don't even want to put that out there. I want to focus on, like, quality and the desire to make cool stuff and not just, well, I, I know how to swing a hammer, so yeah. I, I might be a good fit for this job. <laughs> huh. Huh. But I well, think, what I type think of work are you doing? Oh, man, lot, I do. Doing a lot of finish work? Yeah, I do finish work. I do, I do framing. I do finish work. I do... Um, I do plumbing, electrical. I do a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm just doing everything. But I like finish work. I want, I prefer to make something people are going to see. I prefer to do like decks and stuff also. Yeah. That, that's like, for me, that's, that's great because you're doing something that requires engineering and art at the same time. Like, you don't, you can have something that's structurally nice and doesn't look good. Um, and you can also have something that looks nice and isn't structurally good. But I like the combination of making something really structurally sound and also um, beautiful at the same time. That, that's my, but um, finding a helper is hard. Like, I, and I'm, I think I'm a little bit of a pushover, but it, people, I, it's not like I pay people for not working. I stop calling people when they don't show up. When I'm like, yeah, you've got a family emergency. I understand that. Oh, you've got another one today. You, you know what? You do you. Oh, third one. I'm going to stop calling you, but I hope you get that taken care of and everything's okay. Like, I, you're, you're not getting paid for the three days you didn't show up, obviously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of silly. Why Why are they bothering if they're just going to... I think a lot of people, this is another aspect of, of hiring people. People want you to get mad at them and say, get your butt over here now. I yeah. need you now. They want, they want you to motivate them, and that just isn't how I operate. If you don't bring your own motivation, don't show up. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't have something for you. I have my motivation and I love it. I love my own motivation. I get to make neat stuff. If you don't like making neat stuff, maybe you shouldn't show up, which is, I think that goes back to how I search for people is, is focusing on that. Just have a passion for making stuff and making it look good. Like learning to stay late to fix a small issue. 
Yeah. That, that sort of thing. That's what I like to do. I'm like, I would rather be late to D&D or, you know, make Susie mad again because I'm, I'm staying late to, to make this a little bit better because it's within my power. Um, huh. Even when the customer doesn't care. Even when the customer's like, you know what, it's better than it looks. And I know I, I mentioned that to before. And they're like, ah, it's, it's way better than it looked before. It's like, that's, that's a low bar. That's not what I'm trying to make. That's, that's their, the previous person's bar. That's not... Anyways, hmm. um, back to the hiring issue, though. I'm going to move away from just looking. And I think that's where a lot of people are. Where do you look? I just talk, I just actually, the, the last person I hired, I uh, didn't hire, but had working with me, um, their girlfriend asked me what I do at when I was in the drive-thru of Taco Bell. It was like the person <laughs> taking my payment. And I'm like, I do, you know, construction type stuff. Do you know anyone who's looking for work? And they're like, yeah, my boyfriend. And That's crazy. They, they didn't work out. I paid them cash, like, the day they worked. Like, you can't beat that. Like, at the end of the day, here's the cash for, you know, the work you did. Yeah. Oh, oh you got to leave early? Here's the cash for the work you did just in case you can't make it back by the end of the day. Um. Are there, like, any contractors you know, like, larger contractors that hire a lot of people? Um, in, in the trades, there's not. Uh, I'm just thinking maybe, I don't want to say snipe people, but there's probably a lot of that. people that are, like, a lot better than what they're getting paid to do. So, yeah, there's there are techniques to doing that, and you'll find that a lot of people that I could coax out they don't it's like you you have to bribe them with things other than money yeah I've offered people you know 50% more than what they make at at a current job and it's like I still can't get them to show up on oh for gosh. like some weekend work because they want they want someone to offer them a beer you know, here's, I'll give you a 12 pack and, you know, some smokes or whatever. You know, they want, they want something else. And I don't. Huh. Weird. Yeah, it, it is weird. It's a weird, weird world. But I think people want to seem like, also, there's at some point, people want to seem like money is, is not the only thing that matters at some point. Yeah. That's why I show up to work. I mean. Yeah. It should be. A, I think it should be a factor. I mean, it's if they didn't so, pay me, I, I wouldn't show up, right? Like, yeah. There was a there's a guy. He does like leadership videos on YouTube, and someone had a similar question, like, "How do I get my team to have the same motivation as I do?" And his perspective is, you don't want to look at that. It's really hard to look at it that way because all your team wants is to get paid and go home and play video games or yeah. smoke. And you gotta, you can't look at people who are workers that way because they're not gonna. I don't know. I don't know how you fix your your problem, but I think yeah, no, trying to I, change the perspective. I remember seeing that actually. I know the 
I don't remember his name, but he gives really good like business advice. Yeah, uh, and he's he uses a lot of foul language. Yeah, I uh, think his name's yeah. like Jimmy or something. I don't know. But yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Where um, if they had you know if they had that same motivation as you, why would they be working for you? Yeah, that's the question you should be asking. Like, why would you want them to have that same level of motivation? And I don't. I guess what I don't want is someone working for. I want someone working with me. I, at the end of the day, I want someone who's like, who has the same goals. Um, the only like the only thing is, I'd be billing for them. I don't take a cut of the people like the people who work for me. I don't take a cut of what they make. I bill the yeah. customer exactly what they get paid. I don't even wow. add my time to to do anything, like to to you know to float them the money. Like I pay them typically before I get paid too. So if the customer shorts me, I'm really screwed. Hmm. Sound like the ideal person to work for. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but uh, no one wants to work. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, Isaac. No, no, it's my fault because of the way I've approached trying to find people. Even so, you have have like nephews that are getting older that probably could use a summer learning how to work hard. Oh, maybe you reach out to the brothers and say, "Send Cody out here." I've, I've, I've looked into that and. That would be that would be great. The summer comes around, and I have a couple people working with me when I have. Yeah, I have mean, work. that would. I'm sure they have the work ethics there. They just need to get it out when they have nothing else to do, but stay in a spare room and play video games. So. Yeah, I and I've got I've got like an extra room downstairs. With its own bathroom. Yeah. Running water. Yeah. How old is Zade? Where's Jacob at? He could probably. <laughs> <laughs> Zade's probably getting pretty, pretty yeah, old. Zade and Cody and Caleb. And um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is someone drinking? Oh, I'm sorry. Is... That was me. You could hear me. Okay. Uh, yeah. It just—it's a very intense. That's an intense. Gold, you have. Um, I, yeah. I was more impressed than anything. That's. I, I, I just had to say. I that gulp to um, when one of my my exes got upset that she could hear me drinking. I really worked hard on that, um, making it louder and louder. Uh, <laughs> and that, now it's just well, with me. I have a really loud gulp. Well, yeah, well, thanks, brothers. That that's about twenty nine minutes in. That's good stuff. Thank you. Um, I think for this episode, just based on opening his heart and sharing with us so fervently, I think it goes to Isaac. I think he is our winner this week. So congratulations, Isaac. I'm gonna good cry. job, Isaac. <laughs> um, thank you, listeners, for listening and. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.